Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living.
necklace. Thank you so much. I told him how much I love that song. And when I was going to speak here the first time, that was a song that I told Michael that I wanted um, them to play. But I didn't have a link to give or anything. I just knew the words. And uh, that was a beautiful surprise. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you have a beautiful voice. You, you just, oh, thank you. When you started singing, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, that's the, that's the spirit of community. That's why you guys stuck together. That's why you're growing. That's, that's, that's power. That's God. I'm so moved because, you know, when you're, when you're in your relationship with God and you ask God to guide you and you ask God to show you, it blows you away when things happen. And for, you, for others, it may be a little thing, but for you, it's earth moving, you know? And so that was earth moving because it moved me into knowing that our journey of ascension to Christ is going to be awesome. Why do I call it a journey into the ascension of Christ, into ascension to, of Christ? It's because as you go deeper into the consciousness of Christ, which is what Advent is. Advent is the first four Sundays that lead up to Christmas and the weeks in between. But as you move deeper into the consciousness of Christ, you ascend in consciousness as well. So that's why our journey is a journey to ascension in Christ. This week, the word for the week is peace. Last week was faith, and we were walking by faith. And did we walk by faith last week? And it hasn't ended. We're going to continue to walk by faith. And this week, as we're walking by faith, we're going to acknowledge peace. So in this moment, let's acknowledge peace, be still. Together, peace, be still. Whew, Okay. All right, I'm feeling a little better now. I mean, I was feeling really good, but I can talk now without, without crying and getting, I don't want to say it's not all over the place, but getting it's not all over the place. <laughs> oh, thank you. You guys knew I was going to cry? Oh, my gosh. That's because I'm always moved. It's, it's awesome to be always moved by God, isn't it? Okay, so I also want to acknowledge that this is the week of Hanukkah as well, and tomorrow ends Hanukkah. Now, it started at the same day as Advent, last Sunday, for Hanukkah. That's a Jewish festival. Actually, it's the Jewish festival commemorating the rededication of the Second Temple in Jerusalem way back when, at the time of the revolt, the uh, Maccabean, I can't pronounce that. Well, it was back in the day. Now, the reason it's important is because we consider in unity Jesus as being our way shower. And Jesus was Jewish. So I want to acknowledge the roots of where we came from and his Jewish roots. So I want to acknowledge Hanukkah. So that's why I'm, I'm acknowledging that as well. So as we move into our awareness, a deeper awareness of consciousness in Christ, we know that we are also coming from a, a, a deeply rooted connection of the Jewish traditions as well. Jesus' teachings were connected to the Jewish traditions, but what he did was he rose them to a higher consciousness. He rose them to a higher consciousness. And when Paul took over 
and started becoming a super disciple for Christ, he and Barnabas are the ones who started Christianity, and that's what we are Christian-based. We are a Christian-based movement created by Charles and Myrtle Fillmore back in the 1800s. So, just wanted to acknowledge that. Okay, so I didn't really find a little a joke for today, but I did remember this little story that of this little, uh, little girl. It was called a two-year-old who gets the Holy Ghost. So I'm looking at this, and it's this little girl. She's standing in a chair, and the, and the church is moved by the music, and she's like, And she's looking around, and she's just, she's just overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, and she's like trying not to cry and all excited. But it's so cool to see a little two-year-old. And she had to stand up in her chair so she can be in, in the Holy Ghost with everybody else. She didn't want to be hidden. She stood up, and she's just waving with it, and that is so cute. So I thought about that because Christmas is about the birth of Christ, right? It's about the birth of Christ. So what better sight than seeing a little two-year-old getting the Holy Spirit and moving with it and blessing everyone around her, you know? It was so awesome. It, it was so awesome. So that came to me as I was driving here. I was like, God, I don't have a joke. He said, tell him about the little girl with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love being funny. Okay, so last week, we, as our uh, assignment for the week or a challenge that I invited us all to step on, into for last week was every moment that we experience any moment of stress or worry or concern or tension that we would do the golden key practice. And that was by Emmett Fox. It's a book that he loves. I love that little book. And so you, you acknowledge God in the situation. You say whatever it is that you know in your truly heart, in your heart about God. I, I usually say God Almighty or the Father and I are one. And I say something that I know to be so because walking in faith is those things that you know is the truth. And when you say what you know is the truth, faith comes by hearing, and by hearing by the word of God, you experience that feeling that all is well in your life, right? Now, when you experience that feeling that all is well in your life, do you experience a, a, a bit of peace inside? So that's why peace is the next phase on our journey of ascension in Christ. So when you, so, so the first part was walking in faith because faith is the first power that's activated in each and every one of us when we begin to walk on any spiritual journey because you start to realize there's more than what's going on that meets the eye. You start to realize that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. You start to realize there's something spiritual moving and shaking going on. And you walk into the first unity principle. See, unity is not just a movement. Unity is a movement that follows spiritual principles because we're spiritual beings, right? And we are mastered, we're learning to master the spiritual laws that govern us, right? And as we learn to master those spiritual laws, we see the manifestation of the spiritual laws in our human expression, right? So the first aspect of the Movement into that is realizing that there is faith in us. We all have the same measure of faith, and it is infinite. But we move into a deeper consciousness of it, and you see yourself mastering the, rule, the spiritual laws as you become stronger in it. So the first unity principle is knowing that there's that only one power and one presence that is active in your life, and that it is God. 
And that is when you move into faith, you start, ooh, there's something bigger. There's something better. There's something greater that's going on than even what I see. And then you realize, wait a minute. I'm one with that. It's in me. And it's absolute good. That makes me absolute good. And Jesus was the one who we follow who manifested that absolute good all the time. And that's the second unity principle, that we are one with that divinity that we know to be so and active in our life. And we know, when we know that to be know the truth in our life, what happens is we can call forth peace in any moment in our life. Because we know that the power of God is inside of each and every one of us, and we can call that forth in our life. A Course in Miracles says, and I love that, 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 that book, A Course in Miracles, is a, is a really powerful spiritual book. And it talks about how you can choose to see peace. It says, I choose peace to see peace instead of this. So in any situation that's going on, when we golden keyed it last week, we were acknowledging the truth in the situation. And that stillness and solace and peace that you felt was the next phase. You intuitively felt the feeling of God. Did you? Anytime you're praying and you get that feeling of peace, you're intuitively feeling the presence of God. And the beautiful part of it is, it's you. It's the higher expression of you. If divinity exists in each and every one of us, and we said it three times today, I am what? An individualized expression of God. Let's say it. I am an individualized expression of God. There is a Hebrew saying, Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah means I am. I am eternal. I am everything. Shalom means peace. I am peace. When I'm going through things, I say that sometimes too. Jehovah Shalom. It calls it forth. Because shalom is peace and Jehovah's I am. And we, we've already acknowledged several times since I've been here that anytime you say something after I am, you trigger the Christ in you. You trigger it. That's why Moses was told to go back and say, I am that I am sent you. Because he, God knew that when Moses said, I am that I am, it would trigger the Christ in the, the, uh, the elders of Israel. I am peace. So the next phase as we walk in the journey, you cannot go into the consciousness of Christ if, you're if you have turmoil going on. You can't because you can't hear God. You can't hear your lower self. But I tell you what, when turmoil is going on in your life, when there's chaos going on in your life, you can feel the peace and you can call it forth even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of being afraid. You can call it forth. You can see the peace in this situation. That's the second phase of what we're going to do this week. We're going to walk in peace. Now, we got to practice it, too. The fourth unity principle, well, let me say the third unity principle first, because last week as we talked about walking by faith, we said that walking by faith means to align our mind with the consciousness of God that we know there's only one power and one presence active in our life. So every situation throughout the day, we try to stay aligned with knowing God is here. God is here. We're not seeing what's going on. We're seeing God in what's going on. There's a difference there. And then our words, and our, our words in the form of our thoughts, which are your silent words, 
and in the form of what you say is aligned with truth. So we don't speak those things that are a limitation. We don't speak those things that have a lack or restriction to them. We only speak those things that are infinite and truth. Even if it seems like we don't have money, we still say, I am prosperous. Even if it seems like our body is demonstrating an illness, we say, I am healthy, whole, and complete. Even if it seems like something's going on that's worrying us, we say, all is well in that situation. Even if it seems like we're going to fall short or be late, we say it's still going to be well. Everything's going to be okay. Even if we get nervous about our children being away and going to college or something like that, we say God is with them, so all is well. The next phase in that is not only God is with them and all is well, I see peace in that. I see peace within them. I see peace manifesting in their lives. I see peace manifesting in their heart. Sometimes our kids come to us and we can't change the situation, but we can speak peace into the situation. And that's what we will do this week. We will choose to see peace in every situation. And the third phase of walking by faith is walking by faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. What does that mean? That means if you're vibing in the vibration of what you want, in your mind, in your words, in your thinking, and you don't do it, it falls short. You have to be moving towards what you want to create the vibration for it to come to you. The first part of the law of attraction is the law of vibration. And that means raising yourself up to it and moving into it, and then it comes to you. Whatever you move into, you give to the universe. And, we, and it says, what you give, you receive, right? So you have to be acting as if it is so. And, and, and then I'll, I'll go into that, and then I'm going to move more into peace. There was a time in my life where I had to go back home because I got divorced, and my kids and I were ready to move out. And I was using this um, renter's uh, website called Renter's Pro, Renter, Rentals Professionals or whatever. And I saw this, um, I saw this flat, two, uh, it was a three-bedroom three flat that I really, really thought I'd like. So I went, we drove past it, and it actually was close to where the kids' daycare was. And, I, and it looked so nice on the outside. So I called the owner, the, the uh, leaser, the person who was leasing it, and I asked him, when would it be available? And he said he didn't know because it was supposed to be available in April, but he didn't know if the tenants were going to leave yet. So the kids and I, we, we, when we drove past it, it was, it was, we, it was long. And it was 1,700 square foot, feet. We hadn't been inside yet, but we knew that was our place. So every time we drove past it, we would affirm it. As a matter of fact, I made my little path coming from picking them up to drive right by it, and we would say, this is, our, this is our flat. This is our flat. We affirmed it. And even when things were going hectic in the house or whatever, with their, sometimes it's hard to go back home. I tell you that for sure. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, when you have your own family, it's hard to go back home. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> yeah, well, all the time, yeah. And it can sometimes be difficult to have two women in the same household, mother and daughter, and two men in the same household, father and son. Because when my brother came home, they kind of went at it too. But the point is, is that every time we got into a space, we would come together 
And we, every time we would come home, we'd sit in the driveway, and we would say, oh, I'm so excited we're going. When we were leaving, we were like, we're so excited we're going to our new home. And then when we would come driving into the driveway, even though it was our parents, my parents' home, their grandparents' home, we would say, it's so wonderful to be home in our new home. We affirmed it. Those were actions. And it turned out we ended up living in that flat. We ended up living in that flat. It was huge. It had a huge living room and a huge closet. And in my family, when we put up the Christmas tree in December, it doesn't always come down early. Mine stayed up to July. <laughs> I'm lazy. And when my birthday came, I said, okay, I'm tired. Of, I had my Christmas in July. Anybody remember the Christmas in July? Was it Highland Appliance? You said the Christmas in July. I had my Christmas in July. And then my closet was a walk-in closet. So I slid it right on back in that closet. <laughs> and the kids said, mommy, are we going to put up the Christmas tree the next year? I said, sure. We pulled it back out. <laughs> but we didn't put any ornaments up. I knocked a couple down. You put them up now. Serious, I'm for real. You can ask my kids. You can ask my kids, did we have Christmas in July? And they will tell you yes. People will come over, you still have your Christmas trip? Yes, I have Christmas every day. But my point is, when you walk by faith, there's no reason to worry. There's no reason to have stress. There's no reason to have concern. Not at all. Actually, what happens is it wells up into a space of peace. And you start to walk and you start to practice the fourth unity principle, which says that through prayer and meditation, we align ourselves with God. So it's not just during those term, times of turmoil and chaos. We start to create a relationship with God from that peace. I don't know about you, but I love having peace inside of me. I cannot, I, I won't say I cannot stand chaos, but I don't like it too much. It ain't, it's not the best feeling for me. So I always call for peace in it. I call for peace. I rebuke you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do say I call for peace, and I see the peace. So you pray it first before you get out of bed. Today will be a day of peace. God will guide me through ease and grace. Whatever it is that you'd like to come forth in your day, before you even get out of bed, align through your words. Your words call it forth to you. And then when you get up, you get up knowing that it is so. And the way you know is because when you start to pray, do you ever have moments you start to pray about something you're worried about and a peace comes over you? Is this this peace, that stillness within? That's what we're going to work for this week. We're going to work for that peace. So in the morning, before we even get out of bed, I see peace in this day. Jehovah Shalom, I am peace. And it's, and it's not blasphemy because you are God. So when you say it, you say, I am peace because you are that peace. And throughout the day, throughout the day for the rest of this week, and we're going to do this as a practice for this week, but it's going to be a practice of our life. It's a practice of our life. But it's wonderful when you have a group, a spiritual group doing it together because the vibration of the spiritual group goes out into the world. So as we're walking in peace together, because we're connected in consciousness on this agreement, we tap into each other. So in the moments that we I might be lulling and, and um, Laurel is doing it, you activate peace in me. And we activate peace in our family at the same time. We're all together. 
And then it continues to be a practice that we step into just because. I sit with God all the time. In the morning, when there's nothing to do, I sit in the silence. And sometimes I'll, so I'll talk maybe at 2 o'clock and my voice is scratching like, is some, are you okay? Yeah, I haven't used my voice yet. Not my verbal voice. I'm using spirit. That's how Adam and Eve talked to God. They didn't use verbal. They knew. They had a knowing. They didn't even know they had a body. They didn't even know their body was naked until they ate of the fruit of knowledge of good and, and evil. All they knew was good and spirit. And that's, what, and that's that peace. And that's what we're going to walk in. We're going to walk in that peace. When my mom was passing away, and I know I talk about it a lot because that was the biggest experience of the ascension of Christ that I've had in my life, besides giving birth to my kids and having to go through emergency C-sections with them and having to move into peace as I pray, God, if it is to take my kids, give us peace. If it is to take me, give my family peace and help them raise my child. If you're going to walk with, with both of us being here, then allow me to have the peace and the knowing to know how to raise my children in Christ. That was my prayer because my daughter, had, I had to have an emergency C-section with her because she was Frank Breach. My son, I had to have an emergency C-section with him because not only had the amniotic fluid leaked out before the, water, the bag of waters broke, but the umbilical cord was around his neck and, and choking him. So I had to have a C-section then too. And his heartbeat, actually, you could hear it stop. So I thought he was going to be dead when they, when they did the C-section, but he was actually alive. Now in those moments, you got to really be in a space of peace, be still. But it's hard as a mother and hear your baby's heartbeat stop and you can't do anything and then the baby's not moving inside of you either and you're moving around. They would have me move around on my hands and knees and his heartbeat would start again and then, you know, because it was loosening from around his neck. And this time I'm moving around nothing. And to be at peace there, it's important to start it now so that whenever you are in a crisis, you know what to do. You know, in, in, do you remember in school, they used to tell you to stop, drop, and roll? And they'd have you practice it. I love practicing. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> Mama, let me show you what I did. Stop, drop, and roll. Now you do it. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I wanted my mother to do everything I learned. And my kids wanted me to, too. But in the, I know I like laughing. <laughs> so, in this week of peace, we are going to use the affirmation. I choose peace. And there's a scripture that I wanted to use real quick. Can you pull that up, uh, Dwayne, for me? The scripture. This is the second slide. Ah! Okay. The reason why I had us doing the golden key is because in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, the first part says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for he, all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, anytime we are worrying, anytime you are stressed, you will cause issues in the mind. And the issues in the mind will cause a vibration because of your thoughts that will cause issues in your body. When you're in a state of peace, all you experience is the infinite joy, infinite peace of God. 
Infinite abundance, whatever you think on, that's what manifests within you. And that's what manifests in your body. That's why your heart and your minds are guarded by peace. They're guarded because you have no way of going there if all you're thinking is God. If all you're thinking is peace, there's no way of going anywhere else other than God. And your body emanates that feeling. Doesn't it feel good to feel at peace? Really? Doesn't it feel good to feel at peace? Yes? Thank you. Woo! You guys are yes. You never felt peace? I know. Oh, you're relaxed. Yeah, we chilling. Man, if I could get up here and tap dance for you guys to make you laugh, I would do it. So, can you do the last slide for me, Dwayne? I had sentence cues for him, and I have not done any one of them. So, I appreciate him working with me. Because God will take over, and what you practice for is gone. Then uh, the next one, the last one, uh, slide five. Yep. That's a little tiny. I'm going to make it bigger next time. Okay, Jehovah Shalom, like I said, the Lord is peace, and you have the presence of God within you. Remember that. Remember that. That affirmation in any situation, even when the situation is awesome, you can amplify it by saying, I see peace in this situation. Can you see that, guys? Okay, good. You can see it. I'm like, tiny for me. Okay, so let's affirm that together. I see peace in this situation. Let's do it again. I see peace in this situation. And one last time. I see peace in this situation. So as we're walking by faith, we're going to move into living in peace. And that's this next week. And that was the title of my talk. But we're going to walk, we're going to move into living in peace. You're going to be the dwelling of it. God dwells in you and you're going to acknowledge the peace that's within you. And any time you feel otherwise, along with acknowledging God in the situation, you will see peace in this situation. You can say, I see peace in my heart. I see peace instead of this. I see peace in, in love inside of you. Whatever it is, call it forth. Because as you call it forth, you be it. The Christ in us, the peace in us, is wanting to put, call itself forward. And God works in the stillness. That's what Charles Fillmore says. God works in the field. I'm tempted. I'll just read it. I was going to have him pull it up, but I'll just read it. In his book, and then we'll be closing out. In his book, um, Teach Us to Pray, Charles Fillmore, who I just said is a co-creator of uh, Unity, and he and his wife, his, uh, Myrtle Fillmore, created Unity, which is what we live by. He says, by quieting the mental mind, by passing through, you got, oh, thank you, Dwayne. We there, right there. Okay, uh, what was I saying? By quieting your mental mind, by passing through the discipline of intellectual silence, man arrives at the very threshold of God's workshop, the threshold of being. As he passes into the inner chamber, he finds he is entering the holy of holies. Isn't that a powerful expression? When you meditate, you quiet yourself down and you sit with God, which is one of the other things I want you to do, is to meditate this week. 
You're going into the holies of holies inside of you. Where where noiselessly, silently, at mighty work, there's a mighty work always going on. God is in the stillness. You ever heard the saying, stillness speaks? There's a, uh, who wrote that book? I think it was Emma Fox wrote it again too. I can't remember. But there's a saying that stillness speaks. Whenever things are manifesting in your life, according to God, stillness is speaking. The presence of God is working. The peace of God is manifesting in your life. So this week, as we're living in peace, we're going to manifest stillness in our life. So whatever's going on, say, I rebuke that. No, I'm just kidding. Don't say I rebuke that. <laughs> say, say, say I, I choose peace or I see peace in this situation. The last, so do the last slide one more time. We're just going to affirm it one more time, and then we're going to leave out of here. So let's say this three times. Now, the reason why I say to do things three times is because I really want to amplify it in the spirit which speaks to the soul, which manifests in our body. Does it make sense? Okay, so let's say this. I see peace in this situation. One more time. I see peace in this situation. And one last time. I see peace in this situation. Take a deep breath and breathe that in. And so it is, God. Amen. It is so. Thank you. And so it is. No hell.